Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 153 of the Chain Born and Chance podcast. Welcome to the doldrums. My name is Chainborn of InfiniteBacklog.com. Joining me this evening is Chance of the games of Chance.blogspot.com. Chance, I hope Chance you have violently to talk about. disagrees with you defining the beginning of the year as the doldrums. Oh, come on, totally. News-wise, we have no releases until okay, next well, month. News, news-wise, agreed. It's not very interesting, but there's always some kind of cool releases around here. Around this time, either last year or the year before, we got Gravity Rush. Okay. You know, Bayonetta always comes out this time of year. But this January, the Darksiders games came this out. This January time has been pretty bleak. Uh, Resident Evil 2 comes out on Friday. Okay, okay. The one bright dark spot. That's right. Something. And Alex is here of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. All right. I'm hanging in there. Better than not hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's nice not waking up to wondering whether or not I can see out of my uh, windshield this morning. It's finally cold but dry, so I don't have to scrape with my credit card oh, every day. You got, use nice. a fucking you know they they make machine they make devices to. Scrape I know, and I lost yeah. mine, and I keep forgetting to get another one. <laughs> they sell them at like every gas station. Keep forgetting. <laughs> okay, so bringing up Resident Evil, Chance, did you play the demo? In fact, I did because I did not yet. So I, I would appreciate your your reaction to the oddly. Like timed demo. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I was actually writing up a bunch of them. I was writing a game diary today that didn't get posted, um, but it starts off talking about Resident Evil, and I'm really surprised by how much I liked it. Hmm. Um, and uh, how to put it? Uh, it's it's comfort food, man. It it's it's very much. Um, even though like the 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 police precinct is is kind of laid out slightly differently uh you're doing things in a different order i believe they've made changes to the plot i'm sure they i know for a fact they've made changes to the stories so of different things happen at different times um and of course the the controls are straight resident evil 4 controls Good. this is this Good. is over the shoulder third person shooting uh feels quite comfortable it does that thing that the last of us did uh with its aiming but it ratchets it up a few too many degrees as far as I'm concerned. Remember how okay. in The Last of Us, you whip out a cover. There is no cover in Resident Evil, but you pull out a cover, you aim your gun, and the reticle is a circle. Mm-hmm. And that circle tightens up the longer you hold it. And oh. that only takes like a, maybe a second, a half a second in yeah. The Last of Us. In Resident Evil, it feels like a full two seconds oh my before you can like, I'm sure I can land this headshot. And it's, it is a little frustrating. I'm hoping you can like customize the guns and get that yeah. down. Tighten that up a little bit. Yeah. That, that's kind of frustrating. But, um, but aside from that, I, the only negative thing I really felt about the demo was the fact that it was timed. Okay. And I wasn't sure how much of this tension is due to the fact that, well, these atmospherics are really working on me, or is it the fact that I'm like, I still haven't found the fucking shotgun, and I've only got ten minutes left. <laughs> you know? Do you so, really uh, want to make another account to do it again? I well, I considered it. I actually really? have a second. I have a second account on my PS4, but it's not hooked up to Hotmail account yet. Like, so I just have to like create a Hotmail account. I, but you're thinking about it. I considered it. I totally considered. Well, it. that's a ring um, endorsement. Yeah, well, I mean, I considered until after I played it. Yeah. And then, and well, and that, that, but that's not, that's not a, a mark against it. Like, once I played it, I was like, I was really surprised by how well it worked on me. Cause this really is, um, I mean, it, it's a really kind of simple, 
um, what the game asks of you is identical to what the last, the, the original Resident Evil 2 asked of you. That is, explore these rooms, things will try to kill you, you don't have enough ammunition to really deal with that unless you're really landing your shots, um, and go methodical, go slow, and by the way, the entire thing is an escape room that you don't know how to get out of yet. Mm-hmm. And once you get out of that, you'll land in an escape room. <laughs> and, and that's Resident Evil. And there is something just kind of, it, it's a type of design that just, it really works for me. It, you, you want to, you want to explore. You want to take your time. You want to really soak up the atmosphere. It's, uh, it, it works really, really well. And the graphics are good. And, okay. All of this is true of Resident Evil 7. And you have yet to play that game. Uh, that's true. That's Resident true. Evil 7 is, it's literally a Resident Evil game, a traditional Resident Evil game from first person. Yeah. It's in first person, therefore non-traditional. Okay, but everything else about it is exactly the same, down that's to, like, like, the sounds that it makes when you solve a puzzle. That's like telling me a third-person Doom game is still Doom. Mm. I see where you're going with that. Now, all that being said, I agree with your... I'm just playing Devil's Advocate. You're right. You're right. I yeah. could play Resident Evil 7, but I don't have any huge affection for Resident Evil 7, and Resident Evil 2 was, like, one of my favorite PS2 games, period. It's one of the few PS1 games that I actually, like, bought a digital license for so I could play it on my Vita. I never did. I played the opening, you know, you go, you go through the gun <laughs> store, and then you're done. <laughs> well, you wanted to have it there just in case. Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the classics that I needed to have in my library because I played the fuck out of Resident Evil 2 as a kid. And, and yeah, like, I'm... And I wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much, but I did. I'm trying to remember the chronology of these PS1 games, if Resident Evil 2 was the first multi-disc game or not, or if that was Final Fantasy VII. Oh, it's got to be Metal Gear Solid, right? Was Metal Gear Solid multi-disc? Yeah, there's two. You're right. You know what? That may be the first multi-disc one that I I can come up with. I don't know. Actually, no. Final Fantasy VII actually came out before. No, because Metal Gear Solid came out after I was in college. Or like college-ish. And Final Fantasy VII I bought when I was still in college. So maybe VII was the first multi-disc-ish game. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, way, regardless. This remake, this remake is quite good. The graphics aren't... They won't, like, blow your socks off. It's quite nice. It looks you know, um, Resident Evil 5 level, which is pretty decent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I would, I would put it at... It's certainly better looking than Resident Evil 5. Okay, good. But, no, it's it's quite nice. Uh, this Leon feels like he's, like, 21 or something. <laughs> like, he really feels like he's a kid on his first day on the job, which, frankly, original Leon never really did to me. He was so bloody capable, and I'm sure this guy's very capable, too. But um, but I was really surprised. I was really kind of taken aback by how how nourishing I, I felt it was. And I didn't really hammer that down, that that's really how I felt about it until, like, Three days later, when I was like, "Yeah, I gotta play that fucking game," I I appreciate Capcom going after the sure money, the safe bet, because this is a game that you can remake and people are going to want it. You could remake three and people will be like, "Yeah, okay." Hey, are they gonna do three? Or are they gonna jump straight to four? I hope four they jump doesn't need to four. a remake. Four. Four. I would love like a serious triple A version of four. Yeah, and this this is triple A, but it's on like the low end of triple. Well, I wouldn't even call it the low end of triple A. It's not bleeding edge triple A. I would no, love it's to double see. Oh uh, no, it's triple A. Okay, yeah, it's not quite. I couldn't even call it double A, but like I want to see like fucking a bleeding edge Resident Evil, and because that's not what seven was. No, and the original Resident Evils were that. Yes. they were bleeding edge technology. Yep. Absolutely. There was nothing else. Like, it blew your mind the first time you saw a zombie's head pop. You'd never seen something like that happen in a video game before. It was amazing. Well, that was Capcom at a different time. That was Capcom when they 
are making money hand over fist. And, and now what do they got? Monster Hunter, which sells a bazillion copies. And Street Fighter, which, which isn't making them any money. And then well, Devil May Cry, which may or may not actually do anything. Devil May Cry is going to get hit the ground. I pretty much promise you. Yeah, yeah it's like I, it's like three years too late. Yeah, there's just not the hype for it, and instead of actually moving it forward, they've gone backwards, and that's it. They went backwards. They should have made a DMC two. We've had this discussion already, but I will. I still agree. DMC two would have been infinitely preferable to DM to this Devil May Cry five. His hair's white. Come on, we can keep going. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I actually beat a video game this weekend. Oh my god! What? 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 I beat Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. Ah, okay. It will take you about five hours. Okay. Okay. Maybe no. It's really not much. Uh, the map, like when I I was I saw that I had like completed sixty percent of the map, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's it. <laughs> no, because it was like I had gotten through, and I had gone through multiple biomes, but in terms of the amount of space I had explored, it was barely like the first two areas of Hollow Knight. <laughs> like it was relative. It was a. It's a very very small game. You really don't understand what the plot is. There is an overarching plot to the entire Momodora series. Turns out this is a prequel. Mm. And the thing is, like I, I did kind of like the combat is super simple. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, the presentation, the animation of the sprites is really nice. I enjoyed it. The music is nice. Like it's all nice. It's all nice. It's okay. Um, but then I got to the ending, and someone in the castle towards the ending is like. Uh, things are really bad. I don't know if you'll be able to break this without a super special prayer. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So mm-hmm. I go and I, and I, you know, fight the end boss and I kill the end boss. And then a cutscene happens where I turn away from the end boss and the end boss kills me. And, and the priestess never, uh, never broke the curse and the curse spread over the entire world and destroyed the world. Hmm. And got the bad ending. That's the bad ending. And so I looked up what I have to do and I have to go find a thing and then another thing. And I'm like, you know what? Eh. It's not that fun. It really See, wasn't. The, it was the problem okay. is, is that you have had the caviar of Metroidvanias. That's right. I have tasted Hollow Knight. And and this where game others would spit it out is I'm just talking about your opinions here. Now. <laughs> we can let you've had the caviar, and Momodora is like eh, it's a decent fish sandwich. <clears throat> I see. I it's fucking okay. eat fish. That's a bad comparison. Okay, well, <laughs> I love <laughs> good fish sandwich. Momodora, good fish taco. You know, you know what Momodora Ooh, fish is? Taco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a piece of toast, a buttered toast with peanut butter on it. Hmm. It's, it's nice. That's okay. It's not bad. You don't mind that. Yeah, it's not that's not bad. But yeah, I've had like peanut butter and jelly. And fuck jelly sure makes it better. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, From so my it, point of view, it, it's Guinness when there are so many better stouts out there. Guinness is there, but I could have a Russian Imperial stout and get drunk off one beer. Get drunk so off it's, the fumes. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, so it was okay. Like I'd probably give it. I would almost lean towards a seven, but okay. I feel like the lack of content really holds it back. Um, so I almost want to go six point five, even though I do have affection for it. It's, the thing is, it exists in a world where fucking Guacamelee exists, fucking Steamworld Dig exists, yeah, uh, Hollow Knight exists, Sundered exists. Um, there's it's in a very very crowded field, and it's got a lovely style that it doesn't have quite enough substance to really back up. It's a lot of it's 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 it is really nice style. What I did was I just started up a new save on uh, Hyperlight Drifter on my Switch. Started playing that instead. It's going and does it well. work okay on the Switch? Does it look good on the Switch? Oh yeah, lovely. Okay. Yeah, okay. everything everything looks good on the Switch. Um, speaking of uh, what the fuck was it called? Unruly Heroes. I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, remember Rayman Legends Origins? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like an UbiArts game. 
The art style is obviously different, but in terms of how it animates, it looks like it's using the fucking UbiArts engine. Okay. Uh, And what it is, is it's a 2D brawling platformer that retells the story of uh, Journey to the West. So one of your characters is the Monkey King, but you can, apparently, I think you swap between three other characters to complete various actions, kind of triny. Okay. Um, but just in terms of how it animates and the graphics, it looks really nice. I'm kind of sitting on reviews right now, but it was a surprise launch today. Hmm. They've been they, there've been trailers for that game for like a year and a half, and it finally just a surprise drop today. I turn my Switch on more often than I do just to look at the store and see what there is. Indies. Well, the thing yeah. is, the, the Switch store fucking sucks. If it you don't know does. what you're looking for, you won't find it. I know. Yeah. It's annoying. It is like it, it, there should be user reviews on there, frankly. Well, that, and I, I added some things to my wish list at one point, because I'm like, I'll buy this on sale, and I like have a hard time finding where my wish list is. Really? In there. Yeah, I just, mm. it's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I am still playing Shadows Awakening. And Okay, that, that's the shitty Diablo, right? Yeah, it's the shitty Diablo. Okay. And and I, I figured, I kind of wrote about this yesterday, that, that there's a very specific thing that it's missing, and, and you, you kind of coined this term, is that... Romance. Well, no, maybe. No, I, I invented the term romance. Look that uh, up, listener. It didn't exist before 1980. <laughs> there was an entire movement named after... Oh, we'll figure it out later. Something yeah, isn't... Well, that, that Three Kingdoms novel from Japan, that was that was a shortened title before I came along. Yeah, before, before Chance Exists, there was no rhyme with Ancient Mariner. It just came into being. That's right. Yeah. Just Poof. Look at all these okay. textbooks. Just out of nowhere. Okay, so what, so what is it lacking? So what it, what's missing is is crunch in the combat because when you're playing a game the the only feedback you get and i don't really count vibration in the controller because that's kind of a novelty it still is a novelty but the only feedback you get when you hit something is visual on the screen and audibly in the sound and a good game can can portray pain in those two things or impact or, you know, you, somebody hits them and you're like, ooh, damn, you know, it looks good. Whereas in this, when you hit something, it's like, faff. You're like faffing about faff, faff, faff. Mm, and things kind of die, you know? You hold an A and stuff kind of dies. So, Oblivion. So, well, Better than no, even, a, even Oblivion had Fusor Even Oblivion has something, because even Oblivion, I mean... Like I, a hold-down strike, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Oblivion, fast. I played exclusively rogues. All I ever did was bow stuff in Oblivion, so that, that worked okay for me. Um, but yeah, this this is because in Diablo three, when you hit something, it just it explodes or it hits or it lands, and you feel it. And it looks good. You know, it was the perfect example of a game with no whams. Witcher fucking three. Yeah, the melee the melee yeah. combat in Witcher three he got me there. Fine, fine. Like I'm not nothing. gonna I'm not gonna argue that. I'm no, argue that. no, you got a point. No, no, that's that's true. It's that's still one of the game. things. That's one of the things <laughs> that was nice about Momodora is every every melee swipe is a. Yeah, and hit. then, and then yeah. you get the big hit at the end. Wham! Yeah. Really cool. Same with Hyperlight Drifter, frankly. Yeah. It's weird how so uh, the... Devil May Cry doesn't suffer from that. Because it has those. Yeah, you're right, it does. All the micro- it At the end of it, if you find it, not every string ends that yeah. way, but some of them do. But there are spectacular whams. Yeah. There are spectacular yeah. whams. Uh, and this, I mean, this one, this one doesn't, it, it doesn't have it. And frankly, it's, it's wasting what could be interesting. The, the one interesting point of the, the devourer demon collecting these souls. All these souls are present in the same being, and you're kind of swapping them out. There should be more banter between the souls. And when it happens, it's like, okay, could you guys hire a writer, please? Because this could be interesting. You've got multiple souls, some of them who are mad that they aren't dead. There's one who are like, why did you bring me back? I was at peace. 
Well, we need your help. He's like, fuck you. I was at peace. No, no, we need your help. I was like, fine. So there, there could be some interest if they had a writer. There could have been some interesting dialogue between these characters all stuck in the devourer demon. You know, but there isn't. It's like, here's a field goal. Here's, here's an easy chip shot if you just have somebody who can write a little bit and it doesn't actually do it. So, so I, I mean, I'll play it because I have nothing else to play right now, but I had like my game budget there. I'm like, there's money in the budget. I have pre-ordered Metro Exodus. It is a lock. It will be played day one. And I am really hyped for it now. I was supposed to get Resident Evil 2 day one. I ordered it on Tuesday. Uh, Amazon guaranteed me a delivery date of Friday. Canada Post is saying Monday. Mm. Fuck these guys. That sucks. See, see, that's... I'm all aboard on digital now. I have not bought a physical game since God of War. Everything else has been digital. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost kind of considering getting rid of Amazon Prime. I'm getting really, feeling really burnt by Amazon lately. Untrustworthy. It gets there just as fast, if not faster, and you don't have to go anywhere. It just shows up. It's just gonna work right there. I mean, it's probably preloading as we speak. That's a good. Wait a minute. When is when does Metro come out? Well, actually, no, it's not preloading. It's it's February. It's middle oh, February. Yeah. So, and what's what's annoying is I was kind of trolling through all games Delta just because looking for something. And I found a trailer for a PC game that came out last year called Canarium, which Never is a Lovecraft. It's a Lovecraft first-person horror game that came out on PC to, you know, a 75 on Metacritic, which for a horror game for me is enough. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. The problem is it comes out like two days before Metro Exodus. Hmm. I mean, if it came out tomorrow, I'd play it immediately. But now I'm like, come on, guys, just can we spread these things out a little bit? So... But, aside from um, Shadows Awakening, which is a stupid name, by the way, I want to talk about MK11, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, because I watched that Mortal Kombat 11 reveal, and I learned a couple of things. First of all, Ed Boon is a terrible public speaker. Um, he cannot command an audience, he cannot convey information, because anything he had to say was lost in screams just because he wasn't picking the right times to talk. However... MK11 is the best looking fighting game that has ever been. Ever. Hands down. It is visually amazing. And they have taken the way Mortal Kombat plays and dialed the speed back about, you know, 50%. Really? And it's a much, much slower game. It's almost like they took parts of Street Fighter and injected it in there. Is it's that, more about spacing. Is that you think to make it easier to watch? Um, I think it's actually a reaction to Injustice 2. Hmm. Because in Injustice 2 became very, very projectile heavy. You could zone in that game like you wouldn't believe. And it just becomes no fun for the other person because this guy's just throwing stuff at you. Well, Mortal Kombat has a lot of teleporters, so it's a little easier to deal with that. But the combos aren't as long. Spacing is more important. Projectiles don't seem to be quite as strong. It just, everyone who played it said it feels like, a, it, it's still Mortal Kombat, but it doesn't feel like 9 or 10. It's a, it's a whole new game. There's, a, which there's is, no run anymore. There's no run button, yeah. No. There's no run button. There is, there's some just defense where in, in, in 9 and 10, you have block strings that go on for days. Like, you're just stuck in blocks done for like 9 or 10 hits. And this one, if you block it just the right time, you can retaliate. So if someone gets predictable with their attacks, you hit block at just the right time, and you can kind of get an attack in there to break the string. What is, what is, is the window idea. on the just block? Is it like one frame? 
It's pretty tight. It's mm-hmm. really tight. But, I mean, one-frame links are not a new thing in fighting games. I mean, it's just, No, it's, it's just, just a, it's a hell of a demand is. is all. It is. It is. And online it won't work. And, but against the computer, or, you know, in person it'll be fine. So it's... I, I, I appreciate that NetherRealm has actually taken criticism of their last couple of games and done something about it. They've worked on their animation. I mean, there's, there's jokes about how bad NetherRealm's animation is, and it's bad. Where in this one, it's a little better. Um, they, they, they've, they're playing to their strengths with the story missions, and, and, and you know it's going to have this like 10 or 20 hour long campaign, which would be awesome. But the fighting itself is significantly different. I, I appreciate that they're that they're taking a risk. It's still going to sell a bazillion copies because it's more. I don't combat. know why, but I found myself disappointed that uh, Sonya Blade is um, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. I don't know why. I don't know why that bothers me, but it kind of does. I. It's pandering. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's really pandering because she... Rousey's hot shit right now because she's she. Here's the thing: Rousey in WWE is actually doing really good. She's like made for wrestling. She's a better performer than she was a fighter. She was quite a fighter. As far as that she, side goes. She, she was a good fighter, but she... Arms off. She literally she did, ripped and, people's and, arms off. But the thing is, she dropped into the, the, the soap opera and fiction of WWE mm. incredibly well. Mm. She is a tremendous performer in that kind of arena. She mm. works really well. Um, and she's actually gotten her ass kicked a couple of times, so she's willing to take a beating. To so kind of advance the story, but that's beating. wrestling anyway. Um, but anyway, um, I am impressed by MK11 more more so. I'm like I skipped Soul Calibur Six. I'm like yeah, it looks okay. I skipped Dragon Ball because I'm like I don't care about tag fighters. I haven't played anything in quite a while, but MK11 looks really good, and and I will play that even if I never play another human being. I will play the single player. I game. don't know why, but I probably watched about an hour of MK11 shit over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And and I, the fact that it's so good looking is probably a big part of it. But what I kept going back to, and I probably watched it like six times, was the Scorpion Fatality, where oh, where he whips his chain into a guy, leaps over the person's head, the chain begins ripping up the front of the person. He dives into the ground behind them because he can fade through shit. The chain goes into the ground, up to the front of him. He pops out of the ground in front of the person, yanks the chain, bisects mm-hmm. the person in two, and the final image is like a slow-mo image of him leaping oh. into the air with the chain like whipping around and the two halves of the person with a terrified look on their face. It is, I yep. that like, you, you see fatalities in Mortal Kombat and you see them, a th- you know, five times and they're old. That will never get fucking old. Whoever did mm-hmm. that is an artist. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I that... A lot of the other fatalities I've seen are not nearly that no. impressive. I mean, there's one where, where Sub-Zero just freezes a guy up and cuts his head off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that a million times. But that Scorpion that one Scorpion is Scorpion one is incredible. Oh, it was, it was good. So there's there's a new combat cast in, a, I think, a week or two where they're going to go over some more uh, mechanics and hopefully unveil some more characters. I really hope Katana is in there because she's who I've played in Mortal Kombat for forever. I don't know why she wouldn't be because she was still alive at the end of I think 10. that Blood Girl looks pretty cool. So, uh, I didn't even realize that she's a returning character. Yeah, she was in like eight, I think. She, yeah, yeah, she was in one of the one of the ones I never played. I skipped about a decade's worth of Mortal Kombat because I didn't like the three. Yeah, ones. I think I stopped. At I like didn't. Two. I, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. Two was the last one I was actually good at. I was really fucking good at two. Um, three I didn't like, and then after that I stopped playing until nine. I was a hellacious uh, reptile. I hate. I know everyone did. 
Sneaky little fucker. I, I, I had Katana and a Pocket Molina and MK2, and that's about all I had. But they were good enough. I liked Cassie. Cassie Cage was fun. Cassie Cage was fun. Um, she'll probably be back, but I don't know if Ashley Birch is voicing her again. They haven't really said. What do you think about that guy that can like take time off the clock? I think it's a brilliant move. Yeah. Mortal Kombat has never really had good brawlers. It's like finally there's a Zangief in Mortal Ooh. Kombat. And it makes sense, and the fact that he can play with the time is cool. I like it that. It is, because you get to points in the match where where the timer's at becomes an important consideration. Mm-hmm. And, and he can just shove that in either direction. He can add time, too, or take it away. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, and time had never really been an issue in Mortal Kombat beforehand because it's just a faster-paced game. Well, now it's a little slower-paced, and maybe it, maybe timeouts are an actual possibility. Maybe playing defensive is a viable option. And suddenly you have a grapple in here who can fuck with you by adding time to the clock. So it's it's a cool idea. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I was very impressed by that whole reveal and everything they've done. Just Boone needs not not be an MC. Let someone else do the talking for him. Come on, Ed. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, what you been playing? Not much. I've just been, I know, kind of busy with the new job and all that. Uh, keep watching True Detective. It's okay. It's worth a watch. It's, it's way better in season two. But, man, I still look back at realizing I watched the entirety of season two, and I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, just don't bother. <laughs> Just don't look at it. It was a complete waste of time. This is not just that. Skip it. This is actually a lot of fun. It just if you want to just see Marshall Ali just be amazing in like three different characters, but like not in a uh, Eddie Murphy kind of mm. way. In a like this is three different people. Like like the the difference between his youngest self and like his middle aged self. It's like that way is really interesting. interesting. Like you have to keep like I can tell how old he is just by like the tone of his voice. Whether or not he's, like, back from Nam sad or, like, just weighed down by, like, a family sad. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of diff- – it's different notes. And it could have just been, you know, a gruff asshole the whole way. He, he finds a lot of different levels to it. That's fun watching. But uh, other than that, no, uh, I finished the Orville. I'm kind of caught the, up with the that. The first season? Uh, both of them. The second season is done? It's streaming? No, 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 no. Second season's up to episode four. Four? I've only seen two. Two? Yeah, There's they, they got rid of the security chief. That was episode three. That was three? Yeah. I've missed two episodes of Orville? Oh, no. Motherfucker. It's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's fun. I, I love like, Orville. No, I'm just going to buy the season off uh, PlayStation, I guess. Like, it's, it, it's, it's, a re, it's like a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. Like, did, did, you, did you like Star Trek uh, Next Generation? Yes, Next Generation was my Star Trek. Yeah. This is that. With, it's kind of funny sometimes. Scott Grimes is good. It's funny uh, consistently every episode. Yeah, it is. Mm. But it, it, it How has could it possibly be Star Trek than. But it has it's, fun. It has fun with the science fiction of it. Yeah, it's way harder sci-fi than it than you expect. Often, really, really, often it is. like there's. Some I, good... I I have not given that show the time of day. I, I know. I, saw, I know like, what a you're trailer, thinking. And I'm like, no. Nah. I know what you're thinking. They take it pretty seriously in an interesting way. Like there are good. Except for one episode about about Yelp, kind of, which I thought was actually kind of corny. Uh, there are actually decent sci-fi plots. There are, and and the way this works is it's almost like I don't even want to say Archer Star Trek, 
but it's it's no. it's it's way less jokey. It's way less jokey, but at the same time, Archer is about you know the super elite agency that's just run by a bunch of normal douchebags like your office is, right? And and that's what the Orville is. The Orville is is Star Trek, but instead of a bunch of pinnacles of of perfection of humanity, like we saw in like, you know, certainly next generation. Um, like they're, they're always giving an ideal of what we can be. That's what always, that's what Star Trek always was, was it was the utopian ideal of the future. That was Roddenberry's point. It's like this, this is, this is, this is idealism. This, this is, is what humanity yeah. could be at its best. And, and this yeah. is kind of like, yeah, we're doing that. And yes, we have ideals, but we're still fucking people. You know, we're like, we're like if, if Picard or if, Kirk was really aware that that he's actually a womanizer, and there's something really empty inside of him. Like that's that's what the Orville is, and in playing, oh, and this, playing this, that, that one episode where Rob Lowe's like a pheromone demon was so yes. or like alien was yeah. so goddamn Everyone funny. Everyone wants to fuck Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like, oh, just um, uh, what's his face? Seth MacFarlane just like falling head over heels with Rob Lowe, and he's acting really flirty and happy and giddy. Mm-hmm. Is so goddamn funny like he's he's a better actor than he gets credit for that was some good shit so you're saying as a devotee of star trek the next generation i i should not be it's fundamentally opposed it's shockingly well written i'll give it it's great it's really good (sighs) yeah it's okay like next generation was like hit or miss it is kind of that but every week you and the family sat down in front of the tv and just had some good wholesome fun yes absolutely the orville motherfucker yeah, it's got Seriously? good stories That's what it to is. tell. That's what it is. It's it's just a fun, wholesome hour in front of the TV. It's good shit, yeah. man. It's good. Except for that right. one episode, I think also the pheromone demon with the blob that could take some explaining to the Look, kids. There's always yeah, <laughs> it's got it's got some jokes. It's got some. Yeah. It's still Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. in there somewhere. But it's 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 lovely. I really I'm I'm grateful for this show. It's it's fun. It's, yeah. See, old the old trick, the original series pops up on TV once in a while. And I have found it impossible to get I can, back to. I can I still watch, watch it. it. I can totally still watch it. I, it's just so cringy it is, now. But I can still watch it. I mean, but, but, I mean, there, there are certain cla- absolute stone cold classic episodes, but if it's not one of those, I can't. No, but go even back those stone cold classics are ridiculous. They are, but, I mean, when Khan is introduced for the first time in that Space Seed episode, I'm like, damn, this is still pretty good. Um, uh, the hit or miss ratio is better on Next Generation than it was on the old track, just because Picard is a better character. Yeah, than a Kirk, lot of better characters. I said on it. Next Generation. Yeah. Worf, you got Data, Geordi, yeah. yeah. fucking Geordi, man. And yet, I never got into Deep Space Nine. I could not. Do I it. got way into Deep Space Nine because for the entire run of the show, I had a huge crush on Kira. I can see yeah. that. Could totally see that. Short hair and a serious and then, demeanor. Oh my. Hmm. And then Voyager sucked, so that was the end of that. And I, I, I was that as, Yeah, Vo- Vo- Voyager was Janeway. Voyager. The thing yeah. is, uh, Janeway was cool. Seven of Nine was cool, but Neelix was just like, "Why the fuck do you need to be here?" Chakotay sucked. Chakotay kind of sucked. Um, they they did nothing with the fact that they had half a rebel crew after like the first half season. That became completely unimportant. And maybe that's the point. I don't know. But at the same time, I liked I liked that Janeway was at least, or Voyager was at least a ship that was going somewhere, as opposed to a space station yeah. sitting there dealing with political problems. Well, yeah, because Deep Space Nine is not Star Trek. It's it's something. It is else. something else. It's its own thing. And then Enterprise, I watched one episode. Oh, and I was like, "Fuck so this!" So but Scott Bakula. Okay, has anyone seen? No, Discovery? I don't know. Has anybody seen Discovery? No. 
No, it's on. No. A, I've, I've, my brother has told me very good things. I don't care. Like it's on a streaming service. No. I don't care. I won't watch it. But Doug Jones. What Discovery? I would. I wouldn't mind watching Discovery, but I'm not going to. I've heard. To do yeah, it. I've heard good things, but I, I can't go out of my way to to watch it. You know what no. is worth watching no. on a streaming service? I finished okay. Sex Education. Okay. Oh yes, I've heard this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so that. fucking good. It's so fucking good. Now it's unfortunately it's not for kids. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the name implied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it does feel it. It's it's like a John Hughes movie from the eighties, set in Great Britain, made for adults to watch. Huh. And it kind okay. of gives you that. It, it's kind of soap opera y. It's consistently very funny. It's, it's consistently very compassionate about his characters. But really, by the end of it, what it is, by the end of the first season, what it felt like was almost a bit of a soap opera. But just hmm. a soap opera that I was super fucking into. And it was funny and the characters were interesting and I was laughing every episode. It was just, and every episode I would, I would say, wow, this is a really good show. This is a really good show. And finally, uh, the, my counterpart in the office, she's been watching it lately based off my recommendation and we're squeeing over what's going on. Oh my, oh my <laughs> God. And when she smelled his sweater, I know. Oh, we're, just, we're just freaking out over it. It's so good. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's Netflix. That's Netflix right? and I'm already dying for season two of, of Sex Education. Did you finish Big Mouth? No, no. That's still in the docket. Still in the no, like I, I want to watch it, but but lately, late at night, I've been playing uh, Hyperlate on my Switch, and yeah. so when I'm doing that, I don't want to put on Big Mouth and pay half attention to it. So I put on like Family Guy and pay half attention to it. Yeah, yeah. or you know, The Punisher is really good for paying half attention. I season two I is saw that, right? a thing yeah. that Daredevil one to three on Netflix was the most streamed show. On any service throughout the entire world in 2018. What? It Maybe. was far and away, far and away the most successful streaming show on planet Earth last year. But they canceled That's it, That's what's they? blowing my mind about this. Disney must have just asked for everything. And Netflix is like, no, screw it. We don't need you. It must have been obnoxious mm. what they wanted to keep the Daredevil and stuff. I have no idea, but yeah. Because was... what else would keep them from, you know, milking that cow? Well, we'll find out in a few years. But Punisher is Marvel, too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. This is probably the last season of that. Yeah, it was probably, like, already underway or whatever. Yeah, okay. Okay. And what else did I play? Oh, Horizon. That's right. You restarted yeah, Horizon. Yeah, I think what it was, was after playing the Resident Evil demo, I kind of had an appetite in me for a single-player game. I wanted to play some single-player. And the other thing that I think really informed the choice to start playing Horizon again was I put out my last Overwatch video. <clears throat> And some mm -hmm. people on the Penny Arcade forums were, you know, they gave it a little heart. That's nice. But I put it on the Reset Era forums, and I immediately get a reply telling me to increase my sensitivity to 43 horizontal, 30 vertical. And, and that'll make it easier for me to acquire targets. And I write back, well, actually, I'm 80 horizontal, 80 vertical, and I'm dual zone. I'm like, wow. And I, I guess just try aiming with your, with your analog stick instead of aiming with movement. Oh, my like, God. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. And I don't know, I just crushed me, and I know I'm a sensitive little tulip. I know, I know, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't give a shit, you know, I shouldn't give a shit. I was so pissed off, I didn't even want to fucking play Overwatch this weekend. And so you know what I didn't do? I haven't played Overwatch since, 
I seriously haven't played Overwatch since. Oh, come on. Don't let this douchebag take it from you. They gave you what you really wanted. No, they weren't even being a douchebag. They were just trying to help. But what it was was someone looked at my video and thought, like, wow, this person really needs help with the aim. That wasn't me needing help with the aim. That was me clearing fucking teams. That was me taking out, like, three, four people solo. And and the reaction is, you know, fuck you. (laughs) So, so yeah, it did not make me feel very positive about Overwatch. And uh, so, yeah, I've just been playing Horizon for, like, the past four nights. Four nights, five nights. Five nights in a row I've been playing Horizon. And I'm just falling back in love with that game. And I'm comparing it now to Spider-Man and um, and Red Dead. And it's it's kind of... It's it's taking a little bit of the, the rose off the glasses that looked at Horizon. Because I, you know, fucking... What does Chance think of Horizon? Game of the year. Love fucking Horizon. Love Horizon. Yeah. But I, playing it after Spider-Man and Red Dead, the writing in Horizon is really not what yes. it needs to be. No, it's not. It's not. You can really tell that it was written by someone who doesn't speak English as a first language. There's something kind of stilted yep. about the language in it and how it's delivered. It's not this wonderful, natural, lively presentation we got in both Spider-Man and Red Dead. Um, the other thing is um, one of the best things about Horizon is how it renders the natural world and how beautiful it is graphically. And after Red Dead... Well, that's not even a fair. It's comparison. not. It, it's not. And it's not and no, like Red Dead runs at fewer frames <laughs> per second. Um, Red Dead is a lot less uh, hectic action than than Horizon is. There are no giant mechanical T Rexes in there's Red Dead. that as well. Um, but but it, it's 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 that's the only thing that I can look at it, and it, it kind of annoys me now because the the sci fi plot of Horizon, the mystery that Aloy is trying to solve is what happened to the people who came before her and how did her world begin? That's the mystery she's she's solving. That question and the answers to it are fucking fascinating. It is some really cool science fiction in Horizon Zero Dawn. But Aloy herself is not nearly as interesting as that. Um, she's only kind of interesting. Like, she's she's incredibly intelligent. She's kind of sarcastic. She's very compassionate. She can be kind of funny. But we don't really see much of that from her. We get little hints of it throughout it. But she is not... Um, she should be a legendary character. Uh, within the context of her world, she is a god, basically. She is, but she's yeah. not even really conscious of it until the last moments of the game where she realizes that, that she is, uh, she is both, uh, of, like, the old god made flesh and, and, and something <laughs> separate from that and her own person. And, like, she should be a legendary figure, but she, she's not. She's not really explored. We don't find out much about her, what she wants, because all she wants is to solve the mystery. Um, and so that kind of annoys me. I feel like Aloy should have more character, but, Playing, having played it, and I'm conscious of the fact that just getting around in Spider-Man is hella fun. I still think this is better than Spider-Man. Like I, I really, I, and it, that that kind of amazes me because what it is is it's 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 the it's the beautiful calm of moving through nature quietly. Um, prior, it has way more enemy variety. Way more enemy variety. That's not hard. And, Spider-Man didn't have a. And lot. once, no, but it was still fun. And even yeah. once you master one of these enemies, because every single enemy in the game is a puzzle, and even once you master one and you have a plan, 
you know, you can, you can execute that plan perfectly and you feel fucking badass. Or that plan can go just a little bit wrong and then the fight becomes this really dynamic thing that is dictated by the animal, what you've done to the creature so far, what your environment is, what kind of assets you have on hand. And it always works beautifully. It always feels so fucking good to get in the fights in Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm just, I'm still kind of floored how much I love it. I wonder if I might actually finish the DLC this time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you have not played that before. No, I have started you? it. I probably got about a third of the way through the DLC, and then probably Overwatch called me away. But uh, <laughs> probably gonna play Overwatch again this week. <sighs> One of these days, something, something will pull you off of Overwatch. Well, um, there are some hints that we're gonna get Overwatch too. So yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't surprise me. You certainly got a little present under your tree this week. I certainly did. I certainly did. And I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not like, I don't need to change my shorts, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased. See, they time. do care about uh, Tracer. Yeah, it's going yeah. a little. Took him long enough, though. Yeah, it's going a little far. Arissa got a skin too. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> uh, you can have a skin, but nerf her, nerf Tracer. That reminds me. You want a skin? Less pulse bob damage. Ha ha. Uh, no, what was that uh, Denzel Washington movie where he's like a badass and Chloe Grace Moretz is a hooker who gets beat up and he has to go save the Equalizer? Did I tell you yeah. guys about the Equalizer 2? Did you see it? There's an Equalizer 2? There is an two? Equalizer 2. Denzel, Okay, please, so so did please. you watch, um, uh, remember that Liam Neeson movie where he had to watch Taken? Taken, Taken, Taken was pretty yeah. good, right? And then Taken yeah. 2 was not worth fucking watching. And then they made a yeah, third so one. so there's a second equalizer. Don't bother. No, I didn't yeah. think so. It's, yeah. It was pretty disappointing in kind of like every direction. Uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. I think. And now Hope there are John trailers for another Liam Neeson movie called Cold Pursuit, which is basically taken again. I'm like, what? Is, oh yeah, on. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, like why do these why do these actors only start taking action roles when they're over seventy? Like, come on. Come on! You guys could have been doing... He wants to check? You guys I don't could know. have been doing awesome shit like this for 30 years. They might be really, really fun. Uh, which reminds me, did you guys see that Pete Davidson thing on, uh, on SNL? No. About what is... No, it was, it was about... He gets on there with John Mulaney, and they review The Mule, which was directed by, by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint okay. Eastwood. <laughs> so the care and and he says basically what this is is a superhero movie for uh, uh for the extremely old and enfeebled because first of all he he's a ninety year he's a ninety year old whose job is driving he still has his license <laughs> and, and he can drive wherever he wants second there are two threesomes in this movie <laughs> oh. that was pretty good. Speaking of movie stuff, did you see the John Wick three trailer? I did. Yes. I did. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really need the swords, but it's fucking John Wick. I don't care. I'll watch it. I'll love it. Swords on motorcycles, though. Come yeah, on. We've, we've seen that. I know we have, but still. I, I don't know. That that seems a little jump the shark. I'd rather watch this than the raid two again. I'll put it. That I like the raid two. I mean, granted, it took a while, but it had its moments. There, you could cut forty minutes out of that movie. That's true. <laughs> Oh my God! Talk, 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 talk. I, I I enjoy Keanu Reeves like Second Coming. This is okay. Yeah, and did I did that? But he's still making some shitty movies too. Did I tell you my sister-in-law got a picture with him? 
No. So, yeah, he was in town, and she went to the hotel he was staying at, because for some reason she found out what hotel he was staying at, and they just hung out in oh, the bar. Well. They just hung out in the bar in the restaurant and waited for him to come in. And he had his meal, and they were they just kind of, you know, didn't talk to him or anything. And then about the time he was done, they went over, and they introduced themselves and asked for a picture. He was cool as shit. He was just super nice and gracious about it the whole time, which apparently is what he does to everyone. He's just nice to fucking everyone who walks up and demands his time. So yeah, my my sister in law has a well, picture. I think his fiance died in a car wreck, and he got really zen after that. Well, it's either that or well, despair. That yeah. Uh, I mean, I I also think he is thankful for where he is because let's be completely honest: is Keanu Reeves really that great of an actor? Not at all. No, he just has. No. Do I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yes. Do I yes. actually like Bogus Journey? Yeah, I do quite a bit. Mm. But man, it could have been anybody. He just has unusually yeah. long legs. Which are good for kicking, yeah. And uh, and he did them. Oh, I'm not saying he can't do a great and, action and he, movie. He could no, totally no, do a great action thing. movie. He, he wasn't an act. Okay, well, he did speed. I suppose there's speed, but uh, that was more of a thriller. He didn't really do an action movie till Matrix. Matrix is no. what made Ken Reeves. And honestly, yes, it's not his fault. The sequels are unwatchable. No, no. There's only one Matrix movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Man, the uh, the scene with all the Smiths has not aged well at Are we talking about the, the Burly Brawl? Yeah. Yeah, the Burly yeah, Brawl looks man. terrible. Yeah, you could, that, that's PS3 graphics right you, there. You yeah, can really I see really the CG. Is. Yeah, it's true. Oh but my God. I, I, still yep. love, I still love the action of it. I love the choreography of that scene. The ding! And my God, Smith just goes flying. Yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> well, but, okay. The, the freeway chase scene in Matrix Reloaded is well, awesome. It's amazing. There are yeah. excellent moments in every single one of those movies. And uh, do you remember that shitty Matrix game that came out on the PS2? Yes. I, yeah, I played I that. I played that no less than 20 times. I yeah. played the fuck out of Wait, that which game. one? The one with Neo or the one no, with... No, the, the one... The no, one no, the, the other yeah, two the characters. the one with Jada Pinkett Smith and Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, no, I played the fuck... The, they had a move where if a guy was on the ground, you run up to him, you hit the kick button, you kick him and he goes sliding 50 feet across the floor and slams into a wall. <sighs> I fucking loved that game. It was great. You had like 10 different disarms and the type of disarm you did was dependent on where you were in relation to the enemy. So you could do this thing where you grab it and twist your entire body around and flip the guy around. It was fucking cool, man. Everyone hated that game. I loved it. <laughs> I have not watched The Matrix in a long time. If, if I mean, I, I don't want to now because I only have it on DVD. <laughs> and I think Matrix was one of those, like, those HD DVD ones, not Blu-ray. And, and did Matrix ever come out in 4K? Because, I, I mean, I would buy the first Matrix again in 4K. I forgot how fucking great Hugo Weaving was. Hugo Weaving is oh my wonderful God, he was in awesome. everything He's he does. so good in it. Find me fucking anything human. Hugo Weaving isn't wonderful in Humanity is a disease. A disease. It's the smell. It's the smell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if you're going to make fun of American accents, that is the that's a perfect way to do it. And uh, when when he when he jumps into a human and ends up in the human world, and you can tell just by and this is a different actor, but he he takes Weaving's affectations and just does not perfect. Fucking was good. Oh, it's just like he just never really moves all his joints at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and unison, it's oh, it's so creepy, so good. Hugo Weaving is a fucking treasure. He's the only one. Like, yeah. okay, I don't can, or at least at the very least, I can't imagine who else would have made V work so well in V for Vendetta. He was so good. Hey, that's a great movie. That's their best was movie. It? I'm trying to think if he was the second choice for that. There was one movie he ended up in there because the first person couldn't deal with the makeup. Was that V for Vendetta? V for or was Vendetta that was a, Red Skull. It's got to be Red Skull. Yeah, it's Red Skull. 
Yeah. And he so wasn't someone that he took over. He wasn't thrilled about it either. No, who would be? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame him. That's a hell said of a Said never of again. You know we have CGI? <laughs> if we just put dots you know, on you, my face, everything will be fine. Frickin' Iron Man doesn't have to wear all this shit. No. He's got a blue suit on. Come on. <laughs> um, if you read up on what, what um, making the Grinch was like with Jim Carrey, that may be what drove him insane. <laughs> Uh, I heard he had to talk to some guy who, some Vietnam vet who helped him get through torture. Yeah, torture that's a techniques. crazy story, just how yep. emotionally scarring it is to go under that much makeup for hours a day. And it feels no like thanks. you're being buried alive. That's why I'm not. And then you have actor. to act. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. No, that's about it. I, I think I'm tapped out for video games, yeah. Are we, are we, are we moving on headlines? Absolutely. We can talk about that thing. Headlines! Which I don't have open. Give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Nug. Gmail. I'm gonna cough. Hold on a sec. Mute. In Overwatch news, uh, the Lunar New Year event returns on January 24th. So that's today if you're listening to this on Thursday. Uh, There's a bit of a Three Kingdoms spin to it this year. And I'm going to mispronounce pretty much all of these, I'm sure. With Zhuj Liang Zenyatta, Zhang Fei Torbjorn, Guan Yu Reinhardt, Huang Zong Hanzo, and Lu Bu Reaper announced between now and Friday. So it's, it's a bit of a boys club so far. Um, and if you Google any one of those names and go to YouTube, you might find some really cool shit. And by that, by that, I mean like, uh, Imagine Kung Fu The Legend Continues if it was made in Korea in the 70s or in, the, in China in the 70s. <laughs> and yeah, like okay. all these guys in like ridiculous makeup walking around in, you know, like traditional Chinese attire and walking up to someone and like, oh yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, Reinhardt's character is working a stall in a market and Torbjorn's character walks up and says, uh, it says, are you selling these beans? And Reinhardt goes, yes. And he dips his hand into the, and Torbjorn dips his hands into the beans, pulls them up, and crushes them in his fist and says, these aren't beans, it's nothing but powder. And Reinhardt says, are you buying or milling? <laughs> and so they get into a fight. And then, <laughs> and then Lou Bay shows up and says, wow, you guys both fight really good. We should all be friends. They're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> amazing but at the same time so that that's five legendary skins for male characters announced between now and friday but last night korea's overwatch twitter perked up and it showed off three skins for ladies reflecting korean culture instead of chinese now for the for the three kingdoms stuff for the guys for the record the romance of the three kingdoms is to china what shakespeare is to england that's the best way to put it. Okay. So for the ladies, it's all Korean skins for some reason. Um, Jangun Brigitte, she was like she's like a military general. Tall dancer Arissa, so kind of like a dancing dragon, except it's white. Uh, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look as good as fan concepts for a dragon skin for Arissa looked. And something called Hong Gildong Tracer. So hmm. this is first of all the first legendary skin that Tracer has gotten since I think May of 2017. It's been almost two years since Tracer got a legendary uh, event skin. So I'm very, very happy about that. And for the Lunar New Year skins, there's three different kinds of skins. 
they're these crazy, super fantastical skins, like all these Three Kingdom skins for the guys. And for, so that means, like, you got, like, this crazy ornate Zarya or this Genji with, like, a glowing dragon mask and shit like that. Just ridiculous uh, Asian superhero stuff kind of looking. Then yeah. you've got really cool uh, traditional or modern stuff. Like, you've got that beautiful uh, Black Lily Widowmaker where she's, like, in, like, an evening gown, basically, for an evening of assassination. Looks freaking awesome. Kind of like um, Scion Hanzo or formal Doomfist. Very, very cool. And then you've got just kind of traditional Korean or Asian skins. You've got Magistrate McCree. Uh, where he just is kind of like dressed like a, a government official and he has like a cool flintlock pistol. And you've got, uh, what was it called? Um, I think it's Ty Anna where she's dressed in like a, um, um, she's just kind of dressed in like a traditional Korean colors with a traditional Korean mask. This is one of those. This is kind of like the, the McCree skin. So who Hong Gildong was? Well, he wasn't a person. Um, he was a fictional character, kind of like Robin Hood. He was a, a vigilante who robbed from the rich and gave to the poor. And I was I was looking it up, and it turns out that the story of Hong Gildong is to Korea as Shakespeare is to England. Um, mm, it okay. was like they had done they had, there had been written poetry in Korea prior to the story of of Hong Gildong, but this was the first prose narrative that kind of became popular throughout the entire country. And so much of Korean culture and Korean identity is tied up with this one character from their history. And uh, my favorite quote was, <clears throat> was uh, sometimes a single character can help define a country's sense of self. Here in the U.S., you might think of Jay Gatsby or Superman. In North and South Korea, it's Gong. It's Hong Gildong. So the character means nothing to us. But for Koreans, this is like if Tracer had a Superman costume. That's pretty fucking cool. Okay, so culturally, it's important. It is hugely and culturally important to Korea. Frankly, I like the look. I don't think it's. I don't think it's nasty at all. I was really worried that if she was going to get a skin this event, it was going to be one of these ridiculous, way too busy skins like that red one Mercy got last year. Looks ridiculous to me. I like McCree's pipe. Yeah, and you know that's you know that's not a bad skin. But the mercy, like the the mercy skin from last year, is terrible. Uh, well, it's not really terrible. It's just too much. It's just too much. Too yeah, too, it, it's yeah. it's like uh, it's like an office space when he goes into the restaurant where Jennifer Aniston works, and there's a guy there with like kitsch all over his vest, and she's being admonished <laughs> for not having enough kitsch. He's that guy. Like every other skin, or that guy with too much kitsch on their vests. And this one, the McCree one, they're they're nice. They're just nice. And it's also the only skin Tracer has. Period, where she's not wearing a mask. You can hmm. just see her eyes. Turns out they're brown. We had no idea. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, Fortnite pulled in $2.4 billion in 2018. Oh, my God. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, Fortnite's free to play. I guess Fortnite that is turns, free to play. That might, that's so much money, it might turn Charlotte into its own independent city-state. <sighs> I can't imagine that's, what they're going to invest that in. That's a lot of Season passes. Now, Epic, Epic or, isn't. Or is Epic owned by Activision still, or is, is Fortnite just their own I thing? Know. I don't know. I think it's their own thing. thing. Otherwise, it would have been the thing. Activision store. That's true. So yeah, whatever Epic wants That's to make next. Terrifying. Yeah. You know what they're gonna do? They're, they can afford to wait out Steam with that kind of money. <laughs> they're gonna do another free to play. They've got to. There's no reason not yeah. to. I mean, they kind of put the brakes on any new Unreal stuff because why? All this money's rolling in from Fortnite. 
from 12-year-olds buying season passes. That's kind of awful that um, the most successful game of 2018 was a ripoff of a Korean mod for, what was it, Arma 3 or something? Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. You can't predict what's going to be popular, yeah. but, you know, there well, it is. You can. Pokemon. But no, like Fort, but you said that game Fortnite sucked. came out and died. <laughs> it came out and died, and and the the battle royale thing just turned it into a phenomenon. yeah, the free to play thing. Yep. I mean, it's just a, Are MOBAs still a thing? That's not League of Legends. Um, yeah, they're still which one? They're still MOBAs. Yeah, but other MOBAs besides League of yes. Legends. I mean, there's the Blizzard one. There's uh, oh god, there's League of Legends. And... Well, I thought they were killing off the Blizzard one. Yeah, they're they're killing off the Blizzard one. There's there's League of Legends and there's Dota, Dota two. Thank you. Right, Dota 2. That other thing that Steam's doing that no one really cares about. Um, I was going somewhere with this one. I don't remember. I thought I had a point. I lost it. It was going to be incisive and brilliant, but we'll never know. It's so, gone. We'll never know. Uh, okay, so you remember a horror game Among the Sleep where you play like a toddler? Yes. It's coming to Switch. I swear, Hooray. I played that game. I've been digging around in my blog for five minutes trying I, to find what I, I remember you it. played it. It's it's about. I know I played it, and I can't find anything at my blog. You don't about have it. a tag with Among the Sleep. I, it's what's blowing my mind. It's no, like no, the no. whole reason I have a blog is to just simply like make lists of things because lists of things make me feel better. But I don't have anything about Among the Sleep on there, and I know I played I, this I'm game. And I remember sure thinking, it's all right, it's okay. Uh, you you, you, you were not that end? positive on it. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Okay, I, I remember them like not using the fact that you're playing as a toddler well enough for anything. It's I have no tag. I have no tag for Among the Sleep on God there. Damn, you're right. A L M. But I I know I played this game and I know I talked about it on this I'm podcast. No, you're right. He did. Army. Yeah, you're right. There's no tag. Yeah. But you have a tag for Amy. Remember Amy? Oh, oh, it was so bad. That was so. It was bad. the worst fucking horror game ever. Yeah. That's a bold yeah. statement. Um, no, but yeah, the, the mother has an alcohol problem. I specifically remember you talking about it. Yeah, yeah, and you kind of get rescued at the end. Or yeah, it was... Is it? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, but it's coming to Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also coming to Switch, there was a big uh, there was a big Nindy showcase today, and I didn't actually watch it. I didn't have time because work today was crazy. But Unruly Heroes out today on Switch. <clears throat> I haven't been able to... Actually, actually, maybe now Metacritic's updated for that. Uh, unruly Heroes, uh, Metacritic, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, TBD on Xbox One. Not enough reviews yet. Man. Zero reviews on PS4. I've seen reviews. Ooh. There are sites with reviews up, but zero on Switch, according to Metacritic. Uh, so yeah. I haven't updated yet. I'm waiting. Ooh, Okami HD is the second highest rated title on Switch. <clears throat> that makes sense. Yeah. Behind Zelda? Behind Smash Bros. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Zelda. Well, maybe this is just like recent games. Yeah. Are you giving Smash Bros a shot? No. Eventually. No. I'm not going to buy it. I mean, I'll put it in my Switch and I'll play it and I'll remember why I don't play Smash. Yeah, I'm just... At some point, yeah. but I'm not... Not interested. 
I have no interest. Yeah, I mean, especially since I know that unlocking all of the characters takes forever. Fucking forever. Define forever. Okay, go ahead. 20, 30 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's not like, like, what happens is you play for a while and then something pops up that says, okay, you have a challenge now and you have to fight that character and beat that character in order to unlock that character. And you yeah. might not win that match. And so you keep on fighting. A challenger wants to fight you. Now you can fight that guy again. <laughs> yeah, it's so not, not something I want to deal with, and I'm not something I'm going to buy, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the most interesting new indie news announced today is SteamWorld Quest, The Hand of Gilgamesh. Uh, it's a deck-building RPG, 2D, hand-drawn. Uh, it doesn't look like kind of like the 2D pixel art that the the games have done before. It looks really painterly. It looks like really hmm. like detailed drawings. Um, it's coming first to Switch this year, other platforms later in 2019. So this is the SteamWorld crew. This is SteamWorld and SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld uh, Heist. That's that crew. Yes, and their stuff is never quite AAA, but it's always 8 out of 10. It's always good. It's, yeah. it's solid. It's good. It's better than Momodora. So... <laughs> <laughs> And they're making a card based on yeah, RPG. But a deck, okay, I'll keep a my eyes deck off. Deck-building RPG. See, that turns me off just because I've never played a deck-building game. Right. I had a lot of fun Slay the Spire. when I could stand Slay the Spire. Hey, Slay the Spire is officially out of early access, like, today. <clears throat> I might try it again. It is officially at version 1.0. Yeah, I s- that took a long time. I was time. looking at a screenshot yeah. the other day, and I thought, you know, these, these characters don't look as terrible as I remember them looking. Does it look better? I just I, they still are pretty. I, I didn't feel shocked by how terrible they were. So really, because I so that's that I was, thought maybe I was getting that. Constantly. I thought someone maybe had improved it. Is what I'm saying. I I, I mean, mean it needed I, to be. I, I played that one a lot. I got to Ascension two on all three of the characters, which means I I beat I slayed the spire and then I slayed the spire again with all three of the oh, characters. Well. And I don't know if I need to go back to it anytime soon. Although. When you start it up on Steam, there's actually a checkbox that says "Play with Mods," and you can install mods now. They're like completely supporting the mod the mod scene on it, where you can have new characters, new cards, things like that. Um, but you have to install like third party stuff to get the mods working. So I haven't messed with that yet. I don't know if I like the game enough to do that, but I definitely don't. It made it out of early access, which is a thing. Or how much money it made? Oh, that reminds me. I saw I saw COVID, a blog post the other day on on Clay uh, laying out their roadmap okay. for all the plans they have for Don't Starve in 2019. Remember how we're always talking oh. about how it's insane how much they're still supporting Don't Starve? It, yeah, it, yeah. What happened to their floors lava? Thing? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe that was just a little project that never got off the ground or something. But they're just going just as crazy into Don't Starve in 2019. How is it still selling? I mean, how are they making People money are off? Not only that, but their skins. They're selling skins and shit and characters. Oh, they're, they're introducing new okay. characters. Some of the characters will sell for six ninety nine. So they're okay. so yeah, like they're they're. It has a huge community. It seems it's it's big enough that they can begin to milk the community. Yeah, and I, in a good way, I suppose. I don't think it was this until they added together. I don't think I think I think don't start together is what turned it into the phenomenon. It's the multiplayer. Hmm. That makes sense. I still never played with someone. Although I do think it's on PS4. I think on Xbox and PS4 you can get multiplayer. Wouldn't surprise me if it's on Switch, too. It's not going to play it. 
so I saw an interview with some of the developers of Metro Exodus, and and they asked them about, hey, you know, you're releasing the same week, same day as Crackdown <laughs> Three, and something else, and a week ahead of Anthem, and they're like, yeah, we're okay with that. <laughs> they they they're they're sure they have a, a a unique enough product, a different. Oh no, it's Far Cry. It was Far Cry New Dawn, and Crackdown Three are like either day and date or slightly before it, and Anthem is slightly after that. And then the Metro guys were like, yeah, well, ours is different. It's just different enough that we're not too worried it's about it. It's not even just different which means it's, gonna, it's night and day. It's going to sell to its core, like to its base, and probably nobody else. I don't know. I think that'll... Which is I fine. I think that'll because... on reviews, because what drove a lot of people to the first Metro wasn't the idea of Metro. No one gave a shit about those fucking Russian novels. Um, it, it was yeah. reviews. It was reviews of Metro that gave it the audience that it's got in the West. I I watched, like, a, not a long play, but a, a decent, like, 20-minute play session that GameSpot had of a beta oh, version. Be right back. And they loved it, but they said it was kind of wonky. Kind of some engine issues, some buggy issues. So, but again, it was a beta build on a dev kit Xbox. So I'm not too worried about that. It should be okay. I don't know. Did we lose Alex too? No, I'm still here. Okay, okay. <laughs> Get really quiet for a second yeah, there. No, I'm so, just listening. What they talked about it was, was that, that, I mean, the first two Metro games were very linear. I mean, it was yeah. hallway running, basically. That's, that's kind of what turned me off. I got up to, like, the, I think it was maybe Last Light, where you get to, like, the Nazi sewer thing. Yeah, and, and you I, got a bunch of stealth missions. I was there, just yeah. done. This one, it's, it's not open world. It's just that the levels are really big. But embedded in those levels are more more traditional metro experiences okay. where there's like the corridor running, but then you can walk outside and you got this giant level to explore, and then you can kind of come back in and and then do some more individual levels. So, I I mean that thing's got my money, and Far Cry New Dawn does not. Far Cry New Dawn is just not something I'm terribly interested in, especially after Far Cry Five. Yeah, I'm not sure how they'll get me back after that one. Describe it as like a light RPG. Is like what were the last three of you? supposed to be well the one thing going for far cry far cry new dawn is it's not a full price it's not a full priced game oh okay it's 40 bucks hmm so but what i would sooner we? have blood i would sooner have a new blood dragon that'd be nice <laughs> but we're not getting that we're getting no. this one be nice to have another actual uh what was it beyond good and evil but we're not getting that we're getting <laughs> Spore uh, 2. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is, is another one I almost guarantee you is not going to be this generation. What the hell or even it's going to straddle it? generations. They, they, they can't tell you some, what it is. It's this giant open world monstrosity again, which is not what anybody wanted. Nope. Beyond Good and Evil was actually a fairly intimate game. It's just you and it's Jade and, and a couple of her friends against big faceless, faceless corporation, but it wasn't like this, the scope was not that huge. No. Whereas... This one, it's just this huge city that you're wandering around in, I guess. But that they need to, you know, it's so big they have to farm out the, you know, design to random people. Hey, submit your design. It'll be in Beyond Good and Evil 2. I'm sure that's not a legal minefield of its own. (laughs) Oh, you probably have to sign like a dozen release forms to actually get it to show up on there. So It's going to be a disaster if it ever comes out at all. What are we talking about? Beyond Beyond Good Good and Evil 2. Oh, yeah. 
Man, that game will not exist. Keep hope alive. You never know. Oh, man. I don't. I have you no hope. That game will come out I want. just as soon the instant there's peace in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> so when the government reopens is what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> that's, those are fun jokes. <sighs> All right. Let's not go there. No. No. We only have to put up with it as long as the TSA does. The second they throw their shit down, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are any of them still going to work? I don't that's know. A I don't know. I job. I don't know. Currently calling in sick. That's too low. Mm-hmm. I don't that's get too it. Low. Well, yeah, there's it there's others who take the oath that. seriously. I I, okay, I wouldn't but... have given this much credit. I'm actually impressed. Ninety mm-hmm. percent. Nobody should work for free. I don't care what you do or who you do it for. Everyone should be compensated for their efforts. It doesn't sound very American to me. It's not. And the TSA it's is a shitty job. It's an awful job. It's those people of a heart. I mean, I feel sorry. I don't feel sorry because they chose to do this, but still, it's man dealing with the unwashed masses by the millions every for day. Free. Yeah, you know, for free. Do you want basic services or do you want a giant wall that operates as a symbol of hatred to all the world? We don't. Come on. We don't want the no. wall. Nobody well, that's, wants that's the wall. The last election was just, about just because most Americans blame Trump for the wall. Blame Trump for the shutdown and say they don't want a wall and say they want the shutdown ended immediately doesn't mean that's actually what you want. Yeah, the the truth is not the truth. You're that's right. right. The truth is not the truth. Um, Dude, ignore the evidence of your eyes and I'm ears. a highly ethical person, but I'm not an ethicist. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, since we're there. Yeah, we're there. That video of that, that bunch of teenagers uh, harassing the Native American yeah. guy. That kid has the most punchable punch, face. Punchy punch punch. I punch. have ever no, 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 seen. No, 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 no. Uh, I just you know, he, you know what it is? It's, I, it's merely a it's merely a, a shard of the punchability of Martin Shkreli. Yeah, oh, guess where that guy is? Oh yeah, he's in jail, isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, remember that's yes. very much what it's like. It's very much a Martin Shkreli face. So wait, if he's in jail, where's that Wu Tang album he bought? Uh, with I don't with know. the IRS or whoever. Got no. his stuff. Oh. It needs to be released. It might, it might like go back to Wu-Tang. That'd be cool. That's fine. If like, it was bought with you know stolen money, which probably... Oh, yeah. There's no doubt it was bought with dirty money. Sorry. It's... I just had to get out of here. How, how much no, that kid I, needs I, to be punched I, in the Western face. Western society is crumbling. It needs to be discussed. It really is. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's well, amazing. I was having a conversation with the, the girl at work who was watching uh, Sex Education. And we're talking about, um, uh, she started talking about how Kamala Harris uh, threw her hat in the ring for president. And yeah. for me, I, I would take Kamala Harris over Cory Booker. Oh, yeah. I, I would take her over Cory Booker. I would take her over Elizabeth Warren just because I think she's a way better public speaker than Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren's a good VP, I think. Yes, and um, and then she was she was trying to remember. We neither of us could remember the name of Kirsten Gillibrand, but Gillibrand threw a hat in there too. But again, I don't think she has the uh, uh, the public speaking chops. She's just there. No, it's not that she's just there. It's that she's she's very intelligent. She knows her job. She knows her shit. She really does. But she can get flustered, and that's it. And, and she takes a lot of pack money. And Kamala Harris Ooh. does not get flustered. Kamala nope. Harris knows exactly what she's doing. 
Kamala Harris, when she's grilling Republicans, brings the pain. Yes, and I fucking love Kamala Harris. But what I told my friend was, you know who I'd love to see win the presidency of the United States? And I know, like, maybe you guys are going to go, ah, maybe when I say this. No, I think I know what you're Don't say Bernie. No, don't no, say Bernie. Bernie. Alex, yeah. who am I going to say? Okay. I think you're going to say Beto. No, no, no. I don't think, uh, I don't Joe? think Beto's done enough. I also, I, Neither do I, also I. Don't, nah. I Neither also, do I. Biden. I also don't think my nominee has done enough. But in ten years, in ten years, maybe fifteen years, I want there to be a president, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I think, I, I, know, I think man. she's Neo, man. I think she's the one. I really do. I think she's voting in line with Republicans and needs to stop doing she that. Is? Oh yeah, she is shit kicking for the sake of shit kicking, and it's weird. She's voting Republican. Yep. Just um, because what? the bill funded ISIS, she um, ISIS, excuse me, ICE, <laughs> Freudian slip, <laughs> which sucks. But she was so a uh, quote against against funding ISIS, she voted for the Republicans to not fund the government. Oh. It's shitty. She's she's squirrely. I don't I don't trust her yet. She also said Trump Russia was a distraction, which no. Well, okay, it it is a distraction for the Democratic Party, but there are certain members of the Democratic Party in the House in the in the Senate. I'm sure. Who's uh, certainly in the House? Whose job it is to oversee shit like that? Yep. And, invest, and they're doing and a great job. Like exactly. And um, <clears throat> but I. But the thing is, ethically, every time like she's kind of like Bernie, and when she talks about what is ethically prudent, she's correct. And yeah. that's the most important question for me. That's why people love Beto. Same. She. Reason. She's not a team player, and she just. Throws up her hands and leaves the room too much. I I don't I don't like hmm. her. I haven't seen enough of that. I, I, well, she keep she had that sit in in front of Pelosi's office. Don't you remember oh. that? Yeah, look, look, look that up. It's weird. She, as soon as she got here, she just started making a fuss, hmm. not trying to build bridges or create legislation, just being just getting in everyone's face. It's I don't like yeah. it. I don't trust. Here, here's the big thing tree for Ocasio Cortez is the tax thing. Yeah, no, she's right. A Green New Deal is a great idea, but I don't think she knows enough about it yet. Me, I don't think she's been able to defend it like intellectually. No, anyone should be able to defend it intellectually. Want to see? Here it goes. There are two times in American history. Well, I think there was three, but there's at least two times in American history where you had a tax rate of seventy or ninety percent. Oh yeah, no, it was the 1950s. It was the 1950s. Do you remember that time when America was on top of the world, absolutely booming, had the moral authority, and everyone, every fucking family had one person going to work, two cars and a house? Remember that shit? You could have that again, America. You just have to stop voting to line the pockets of millionaires! Yeah, I know. I'm I'm with her message. I'm not with her personally, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. It's just I, I love her policies. I absolutely do. So far. And I used to be a lot harder on uh, uh, Pelosi, but man, the, just the stuff she said today are so just, much fun. Just, just to see her fuck with Trump is fun for me. Oh my god! Absolutely. If you want to come here when we haven't invited you, we can talk outside. But boom! Mm-hmm. Oh, ah! <laughs> oh, because she can call the the Capitol Police and keep Trump from going it's, inside. It's amazing to me that bitch, not that in my in, house. In this case, like there's so many rules that he's floated, just completely floated. But in this case, mm-hmm. there's this little technicality where the State of the Union doesn't happen until you are invited to speak at the House. Well, a little technicality called separation of powers. Yeah, but 
but yeah. you have to be invited to speak. And if you're not invited, you don't speak. And that's yeah. it. And, that's and, it. and, but there's, you're, unless you go to South Carolina state house, like a little, there's bit. so many, ru- <laughs> there's so many rules that he has just thrown out the fucking window and to have, not this to time. have him just stopped like that with a little tiny rule. I just fucking love with a letter. Yeah. <laughs> ah. That someone had to read to him because, you know, he doesn't read anything. Oh, man. There was a great little thing <laughs> that came out. out uh, of the room as someone tries to brief him. Yes. Like, he's sundowning. Yeah. That is what people with dementia do. They just walk yeah. off. And what kind of worries me about the Mueller... Like, let's assume... What could possibly worry you about that? Let's assume that the Mueller probe finds everything that we imagine is true about the Mueller probe and what it's mm-hmm. going to find ends up being true. There is a P tape. There is a tape of Trump agreeing to do this for Russia. I will betray my country for Russian interests. And boy, if they ever found out, they would be right to put me to death if that tape exists, you know. Uh, let's say that tape exists and it all comes out. And But the ultimate conclusion is... This all happened because this person has dementia and had no idea what the fuck they were doing at any point. They just agreed no. to whoever was standing in front of them. I no, not, not guilty. It, that, all, all that means is maybe Trump goes to a sanitarium and not guilty by reason of insanity. I don't want not. No. I don't want not guilty. I want evil. Well, he's gonna be stuck in an institution either Shame. way. He has no shame. You can't shame the shame. No, but, but, no. but as long as... Work. Well, the fact that he's been working for the Russian mob since the 80s... As long as we get half your country... Well, a third of the country maybe to turn around and go, wait a minute, that guy was a dipshit. <laughs> like, that's all I want. I want them to go, wow, we all got snowed by a con man. I just... No one ever gets like that. No one ever gives you the satisfaction of that. Well, because the national attention span is about 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, well, I think that's also kind of a case... That has only happened since the campaign started, because every fucking day there's another crazy fucking thing. Like, it was a week and a half ago where, God, what was it? There was something absolutely huge, but then the next day there was there was the BuzzFeed thing. And then the next day, Mueller responded to the BuzzFeed thing. No, 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 no. Six hours later, Mueller responded. Yes. That was a crazy day. That was one day. the BuzzFeed thing and said, no, that's not true. And, like... We have nothing to corroborate the basis of your article, BuzzFeed. We told you not to do this. What the fuck? That's not what he said. No, Mueller said that they could not find a file of of Cohen ever being talking to Trump directly that about that. That is not what he said. That is, that yes, is not it what is. he said. No, fucking link me to what? it. It is very nonspecific. It is very nonspecific. It's something like the BuzzFeed article does not reflect um, in... Uh, basically what um, is not accurate. And it doesn't talk about, it doesn't explain what's not accurate in it. It just kind of suggests the whole thing is kind of wrong. It, the, 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 the denial from the Mueller team and, and, but, but it also leaves room open that some of it could be correct. Like the denial from the Mueller team is really weird. And it it kind of, it kind of steps out on the one hand, it steps out and it, it creates uh, it creates a narrative where the Mueller team is there to defend truth, and if some kind of lie gets out that is just too fucking crazy, just too fucking yeah. crazy, Mueller will step up and say no, that's not. But for all the other little lies that maybe just aren't crazy enough, they're gonna go on, keep doing what the FBI does, no comment. And that's the like uh, the internal rule at the FBI is we never comment on an ongoing investigation until we do. 
and eventually they will, and they did. And so I think I think it kind of gives Mueller a bit more credibility. But beyond that, it really makes me worry about where this information got to BuzzFeed. Why is BuzzFeed doing it? My buddy Alex thinks they were actually paid by Russia. I don't know. Where's Russia getting all this money? Their economy is not that good. Come on. They sell. They're taking it from them. They sell oil. So do we. Yeah. Not as much. Yeah, we use it. Yeah, buy their oil. <laughs> no, actually, is it? I thought the U.S. No, was we don't buy uh, Russian oil. approaching. Yeah, we don't buy Russian oil. Uh, the U.K. does. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got their oil. Yeah, we, 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 we like Middle Eastern oil. Thank you very much. Yeah, we go through, we go through them, mostly. They got their oil barons. Anyway. Well, we got our own oil, too. Yeehaw, Texas tea. Nah, not so much. We're getting from Canada, oh, a lot from Canada, from the oil show. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We're moving on up. Taking our money. Hope you do better with it than we did. Uh, no, our dollar absolutely sucks right now compared to yours. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll be good for me if it stays that way in a couple of months when I'm out there. Oh, really? What are you doing? I'm going to Vancouver. Oh, lovely. For funsies. Lovely. Yeah, there's a great, aqua- see... there's a great aquarium there. Uh, yeah, I saw that. The The whole thing is there, there's a, the, this whole thing came from, there's a giant suspension bridge in like one of the forests there mm-hmm. that we want to go see. Mm-hmm. And then in Vancouver, there's like three climbing gyms and then, you know, just just for fun. No, I lived in BC for, I think, well, let me think. I was in that house for two years. I was in that house for about a year and a half. So yeah, I, was, I lived in BC for about three and a half years as a kid. Fucking loved it. So beautiful. It was like living in the woods behind Calvin and Hobbes' house. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it really was. It was absolutely majestic. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I have not been to Vancouver. I've been to, where have I been? I've been to Toronto, but that was years ago. Oh, Toronto sucks. And I know any Canadian listening to this who lives from, like, I know, like, Toronto's fucking New York, Canada. I don't care. I was in, I walked around downtown Toronto for a half hour. By the time I got back to my hotel, I took my hand and wiped it along my leather jacket, and it came off sticky because of all the smog. <laughs> oh, that's Toronto to me. That's like the least Canada thing I can think of. Come on. Yeah, I was just, I was stunned by it. All right. Well, now that we have that out of our systems, Oof. I guarantee you next week will be all about video games and movies. Maybe. I promise. Maybe. Uh, Unless something else happens. It'll depend on what news happens in the next three Unless minutes. Unless how, how Brexit goes, or anti-Brexit, or well, Theresa not Mason going has a job. Yeah. Nobody wants Theresa Mason's Mace job. The president it's wandered across the, the West Wing today in his underwear. They were clearly It's pissed. apparently been a uh, trash can in one of the White House windows. It's been there for two months. <laughs> yep. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. There's a guy on Twitter that's been watching it. There is still a Rubbermaid trash can... In the White House window, just sitting out well, front. Where is he supposed to put his wrappers for quarter pounders? Because that's what he wants to eat. All those Diet Coke empties. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's enough. We're way off track. All right. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with our brief foray into the world that's outside of video games. It's there. We have to acknowledge it sometimes. Maybe. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Alex, thank you for talking. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Boom, boom.